So here's the deal, you guys. When I was looking for a platform to start my podcast, I was looking for a platform that could do everything all in one. And Anchor's been that. It's free. They have software and programs to help you edit your podcast. You can upload music from Spotify. And you can also make money as well from sponsorships. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, Anchor is the app. Download it today. Welcome back to another episode with your host, Lena Marie, with Talks from the Humble Alpha Female. I hope everyone's doing amazing. I know um, we didn't have an episode last week, so I put aside time to reconnect with the audience because I have missed you all so dearly. I feel that each and every one of you are in my living room right now while I record this, like we're imaginary friends or something, having a conversation. I hope that this message finds you well. Um, So leading up into Valentine's Day, you know, I've been watching the posts, I've been watching the reels, and it's getting kind of, it's getting kind of scarce, you know, Um, that holiday really brings on um, great ideas for some who are in relationships. But for the ones who are not in relationships, um, it can bring up feelings of abandonment or um, resentment if you're getting over a breakup or moving forward or shame, guilt, or the why me for the 50th time you have not had a Valentine in years. Excuse me if I really just exaggerated that. I'm sorry. But I decided to do this episode today due to the amazing reviews that I did with the previous episode in which was titled, Why Are Strong Women Hard to Love? Or are strong women hard to love? The responses from the male audience was unbelievable. Because again, it's always a controversial topic. If you haven't checked that podcast episode out, it is out on Spotify, Apple. So feel free to go and chime in on a good topic as well as I relate personal experiences that led to that topic and my viewpoint on our strong women hard to love. I'm an often believer that um, the world uh, constantly tries to figure out the recipe on how to maintain a good relationship with our partners. There have been many books that have been written by amazing authors that says, you know, women have a complex mind and men, um, they don't think things through or um, women are from Mars, men are from Venus, Venus, and all of these contrary beliefs on how to understand the opposite sex and how they view and internalize their emotions. So this episode is a part two of that previous episode and we'll title it how to recognize your partner's love language so jumping right back into our episode topic of discussion what are the five love languages and how do they 
affect our daily lives, especially in relationships. I was reading before I started doing um, the outline for this podcast episode and I came across an article because anybody that knows me, especially being a social worker, we are big on statistics, stats and numbers. They state they don't lie. Um, Evidence-based information rules the world. So I came across this article and it basically stated that 67% of marriages that ended did so primarily due to communication problems. Communication problems usually persist for a long time before the marriage ends. I find that quite interesting as well as a factual statistic because again, most relationships start with communication. It may start with the physical attraction, but it continues to progress with communication. You talking about your likes, their dislikes, getting to know them. You're getting to know um, their personality, things they like, their favorite color, etc. In the article, it also states that most of this could have been prevented, which is also factual because, again, most of us, depending on how you were raised, what type of environment you were raised in, you may not be aware of your communication style. I learned about this personally when I decided to pick the career choice that I'm in, and that's the helping profession, using therapy as a holistic approach to help individuals live their best life. So before then, in my home environment, it was say what was on your mind. Then a ground rule my mother lived by was no question is a dumb question. So when you were raised in a particular home environment where there was a style of communication that you only was introduced to, what do you think that you're going to do in your adulthood if you're not aware of others pe- other people's communication style? You're going to think this is normal and why aren't they on the same page as I am when it comes to expressing our feelings? This is very common among men or partners who were raised in home environments where emotionally or emotional intelligence wasn't prevalent, where affection wasn't prevalent, love wasn't prevalent, nurturing was not prevalent in the household. I can say that myself, it was um, survival mode. I wrote on Twitter recently that most of us, including myself, was raised to survive, not how to love or how to express love or the need to be desired opposed in sexually. I know I said a mouthful. I know. On the other hand, if you have been with someone in a relationship or a friendship and their communication style is totally different from yours, you would probably take in, be taken back by an argument or a disagreement or the fact that they may not be talking the same language or speaking the same language that you are commonly used to. So communication plays an important role in everyone's life every day. 
We communicate with words every day on our jobs, with our children, in the home environment, in the workplace environment, in, in social gatherings. And everyone has a different communication style that probably was taught to them in their home environment. Now that we're adults, especially if you're in relationships, understanding your partner's communication style and love language is very important because it can make or break the relationship. When the relationship first start off, it's, oh, what's your favorite color or what's your uh, favorite movie until you start seeing the real individual and how they operate. And when we say real individual, we're not saying, oh, it's a monster or, or a um, possessed person behind a veil. We're just saying how people, seeing how people adapt in their everyday environment. I was once told by um, an older lady, she stated that she moved in with her husband before they were married. Now, in some cultures and some beliefs and probably yours and other people, that's cliche that you're not supposed to do that. That's the rule. Don't move in. But she said she did that because she wanted to know if they would mesh together, quote unquote, before the vows were stated at the altar. And I agree with that because, again, people act differently when they're in their comfort zone. For example, some men may leave the toilet seat up. That probably would bother a female. He may or she may leave the cap off the toothpaste when you are um, a neat, tidy person. They may use words or have behaviors that you don't see when you're on date night in the initial relationship phase. So when she stated that to me, I was like, aha, I got it. Because all of those play a factor. How does this person operate when I'm not around? How do they communicate? How do they live? All of those are basic fundamentals for knowing If you want to continue to pursue that relationship. So going back to the five love languages, it's very important that you understand and know your partner's love language. They have been many books written on this. If you've never heard of it, Google, they're on the internet. And I feel that they're very important and it'll give a clear understanding of what your love language is, what you desire And if you're in a relationship or pursuing a relationship, knowing and being aware of your partner's communication can help the relationship last. So jumping right into it, what are the five love languages? What does it consist of? Who came up with this? The five love languages have been a topic of discussion for decades. They're often used to explain how people communicate, how they perceive love and how they give love or affection and nurturing. Most of the love languages are very common. They just have a title on them. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. 
These are all called the five love languages, a concept created by Dr. Chapman through his longtime work as a marriage counselor. So it was written by a therapist who probably in doing his practice for years and decades saw that most relationships fail to sustain in a healthy state due to people just not knowing their love languages or knowing their partner's love language. I never forget I was doing a therapy session and she, the individual was so upset with her husband and it had been ongoing and she was just to the point she was ready to get a divorce. And in, in her first initial setting session, her and I discussed her love language. She had never heard of that before. And they had been married for over 15 years. So when we started to do the work and lay out the puzzle pieces, it all made sense. And believe it or not, they're still married today due to understanding and applying these concepts to her own personal relationship. So when we say words of affirmation, that's number one. Some individuals thrive better when they are told positive affirmations, affirmations of comfort. That's normally the main hashtag that I use on my Instagram posts. Um, If you're not following me, my Instagram for the podcast is the Humble AF Podcast. But I do a lot of hashtags because I want to make sure that I'm, you know, attracting my audience. And one of the ones that I normally hashtag is positive affirmations, positive words of comfort, positive words of love, positive words of concern. That is a form of love language. It is very important when we're offering words of affirmation because we do know words speak volume and you cannot take words back. I know y'all, everyone out there has heard that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that's a myth and that's a fabrication, you would say. (laughs) Words do hurt and words do affect individuals. I have seen individuals or people thrive off of positive words, positive affirmations from a parent, a loved one, a friend, a partner. It makes their day when someone notices them and offer kind words or words of achievement. I recently told someone, um, a friend of mine, that I was proud of her. And tears ran down her face. I'm like, hey, what's wrong? She said, I have been going through a lot, even though I have been suppressing, which is a no-no, but we do it, we're human. You telling me that you were proud of me put things back into perspective. Just the fact that she's stating that What I told her was profound, put her in a better mood, a better space. That, my friend, is words of affirmation or positive affirmation. 
Why is it so important to speak life into your partner? Because again, we're all human. And I talk about this in many podcast episodes. We all come from different walks of life. We don't know exactly until your partner tells you what that person has gone through or experienced in life. And some things they may have not fully become okay with and may have tarnished how they feel inside. Language, words of affirmation is very important. So if you find that your partner loves when you say to them, I love the fact that you're in my life. You're an amazing person. You make my day. It could be text throughout the day. It could be notes, simple gestures. Stick to that love language. Stick to the words of affirmation. That's what they like and that's what they thrive on. And at the end of the day, it's very important to them that you're pouring into them through words of affirmation. You can make that person's day just simply by complimenting them or pointing out what they do well. Something so small, but so impactful. Another one is quality time. I know that's a big one, especially if you're dealing with someone who is an entrepreneur or works a lot, um, busy schedule. That could be a lot to juggle. If your partner's love language is quality time, quality time is normally defined by love and affection are expressed through spending close time with the other significant person. The person feels loved if you are present and focused on them. So if you have a busy schedule, it doesn't mean that you have to stop your life. It's just simply means that your person desires quality time and having time management can save the relationship from failing heartbreak or future arguments. Let me give you some examples of those. This can simply mean turning your cell phone off. You're a work, workaholic. I said it because that's a true thing. I myself, um, I'm, 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 I'm working on that one. <laughs> um, I'm even stuttering about it because I'm, I'm acknowledging something that I'm working on. Turning your cell phone off, turning off your tablet, making eye contact, actively listening. Someone that I'm dating at this moment I could literally be in my phone coming up with content and information and his love language is quality time playing Uno. And I'm like, I don't have time to play Uno at this very moment because I got to get this real out because it's content content so that I can build this audience. But as I was doing the real, I was thinking that's his love language. So I put my phone down, pulled the stack of Uno cards out. And believe it or not, I think I had more fun winning different rounds than he did. But to reflect on the fact that that was his love language, quality time meant the world to him. Actively listening. Actively listening is paying important attention to the details in the conversation, not just 
they're talking and you're like, mm-hmm, yeah. Oh yeah, wow, that's crazy. Or um, oh, uh, yeah. Actively listening and providing constructive feedback, if you would say, or positive thoughts on what the person just said or just being present. Sometimes we make being in relationships so dramatic until we start to look at that there's a simplicity to this. If we follow our true identity of self and learning this person, and then also looking at research to say, I want this relationship to work and what do I need for it to work so that I can have the relationship that I ever always wanted in my life. Always affirming what the other person is saying and refrain and refrain from offering advice. Quality time is not so important to make the conversation out of constructive criticism, even though I stated that early. If they ask for constructive criticism, then you can do so. But keeping that person's feelings at the top tier of the conversation. If it's venting and they've had a frustrating day like women do, it may not be a good idea for you to say what I think you should when they're just venting. And again, communication. One thing I've read and I've told some of my um, clients before is, especially in marriage therapy, is before you begin a conversation or your partner begins a conversation, one quick question to always ask, do you want to vent or do you need constructive criticism? That question puts a seal on the deal before the conversation even starts. Cause I've seen it time and time again, relationships. He doesn't understand how I feel. I told him about my day and he just told me, get over it. Well, that's quite honest for a partner to, to do so because it's suck it up. Hey, we talk about this every day. You talk about the women at your job every day. We talked about this and it's kind of like a ongoing rerun. But when I tell my clients to do that. I see that it minimizes arguments that could lead to silent treatments and confusion and extra drama in the relationship that's not needed. The other one is physical touch. A person with physical touch or their love language is physical touch means that Aside from sex, they feel love when their partner holds their hand, touches their arm, or gives them a massage at the end of the day. So let's understand the difference. And that's a whole nother podcast where I'll talk about the difference between intimacy versus physical sex. That's a whole different discussion. Tune in in the future when I do that one, because that one truly will be deep. But physical touch is at the end of the day, she says, you know, I've been standing on my feet all day. In your mind, if that's her love language or that's that person's love language, 
a common sensible gesture would be when they're sitting on the edge of the bed and you and your partner are talking, gently grab her hand or rub her feet. And women, it is okay to rub your man's feet. There's no rule for that. His feet hurt just like yours if he's wearing dress shoes and steel toe boots or he's working all day long 12 hour shifts eight hour shifts bringing home the bacon quote unquote or both of you guys are bringing bringing home the bacon it's okay for a woman to rub a man's feet i said it i'm sorry i'm sorry the person's idea of a perfect date is i wouldn't say netflix and chill because we already know where that ends i've the world has ruined that. You know, no more Netflix. You're not knowing my password. Listen, we're not doing that. But a person love language that's physical touch would be cuddling on the couch with a glass of wine and a good movie, an intimate setting. Now, if it leads to sex, hey, that's another story. But starting the intimacy process before the physical is very important in a relationship. Because that's letting that person know you desire me more than just my physical appearance and my body. And I appreciate you for that. They simply just want to have their partner close nearby. Physical touch. Believe it or not, men love physical touch. We're not saying in a sexual manner, just intimate physical touch. It could be rubbing their hands, rubbing their feet. I know some women are probably like, oh my God, she's just doing too much to say she's an alpha female. But again, these are things I've done in relationships and most of the time the men are surprised. Because, and the answer I get is, I've never had a woman ever tend to my needs like that. Shocking, right? I know. But if you do that, keep going. It's work, And if it's working, keep going. It's working, sis. He likes it. You love it. The next one is acts of service. For acts of service, a person feels love and appreciated when someone does nice things for them, helping them with the dishes. Moms and uh, career women or just women, period, or the... Um, feminine role in the relationship you would say they love this one helping with the dishes running errands getting the kids taking them to soccer practice babysitting while she runs to target or target you would say uh um wally world as we call here in louisiana because i live there every day but acts of service is very important among working women who are tending to the children because I said working women because being a mom, being a woman is a lot of different hats you wear. So when I say working mom, I'm like washing the dishes, making sure the laundry is done, making sure that the kids have lunch for school, tending to their child's um, needs when they fall off of a bike and, you know, dad's there and then mom has to come and seal the deal or you're a single parent and you have to do everything. Acts of service is very important. If you see something on the floor, almost like my mom used to say, 
Don't wait on me to say something. Hey, just do it. Taking the trash out. If you're the masculine energy in the re- in the relationship without the other person act asking for you to do that. Simple gestures that leads to big results. I'm trying to save some of y'all relationships. I help you understand y'all. Okay. I know. I know. I know. One day you're going to say, I remember this episode and it really helped me. (laughs) And for the last one, it is receiving gifts, gift giving. Gift giving is symbolic of love and affection for someone with this type of love language. They treasure not only the gift itself, but also the time and effort the gift giver put into it. Now, there's a difference between receiving gifts and just wanting gifts. I'll say that again. There's a difference between receiving gifts and just wanting gifts. This type of love language is people with receiving gifts as their love language doesn't necessarily expect large or expensive gifts. So again, I say there's a difference between receiving gifts and wanting gifts. The whole laugh of the year, I guess it was just this meme or this ongoing trend is the Birkin bag. And I remember one of the rappers that I did saw an interview, he stated, I'm not going to go and get any woman a $15,000 Birkin bag or however much they cost. I, I don't know, but I do know um, women, we love fashion and those necessities. And if that's what you like, hey, great. But there's difference when it comes to this love language. And let me explain. When it's gift giving, it's more what is behind the gift than a, that appeals to that person opposed than the gift itself. So I'll give you an example. If you're dating someone or you're in a relationship and um, you know they love coffee, they drink out of the same coffee cup, it's their favorite coffee cup, and one day you're in Walmart and your gift giving, um, excuse me, your love language is gift giving or their love language is they like to receive gifts as their love language. You may see this coffee cup that that person would love. It's the thought behind the gift that makes it admirable by a person who loves to receive gifts. Because what that shows us is that you have paid attention to detail and details in relationships matter. They matter. So you buy the coffee cup. You put the coffee cup in the cabinet. And the next morning when she goes to get her favorite You put the coffee cup right by her favorite one. And she says, who bought this? And you stand back, you know, and you just watch her blush and say, oh, my God, you know, you know how how we are all dramatic. And the response, if that's your love language or that's her love language, is is profound. Words can't describe that emotion when she saw something that is important to her, the coffee cup. She loves coffee. If she likes bags, 
buying a certain type of bag or paying attention to detail, or if you're the person that likes receiving gifts, you want something that's meaningful. It's important that it's meaning behind it, opposed in just materialistic gain. That's the difference. So in other words, when you take the time to pick out a gift for a person that has a love language of receiving gifts, it tells them that you really know them, that you really care about them, that you really took the time out. And in a healthy relationship, details matter. If she's feeling sick, if they're feeling sick, sick or he's feeling sick or the masculine feminine energy in the relationship is feeling sick and you go out of your way, your busy schedule and they tell you the symptoms and a day later or I wouldn't say a day later because you're sick. They go out of their way to pick up some medication. They may have gotten the wrong type of medication. And this is a true story. A guy I was dating, um, the monthly time came and I was just not in a good mood and just moody. And he heard my complaints and griping all day. And that evening he comes to my house with um, allergy medication. Benadryl. And when he came to the house with it, he explained to me the story behind getting the Benadryl, how the women in Walmart were going to get other women having a meeting about my symptoms and what would work. And it was so funny to me because he said, how does, how do all of you not know what she needs? And y'all all go through this. After hearing that story, I knew exactly the type of time he took out to make sure that I was okay. It's all in the details. So if you're a person that likes to receive gifts or your love language is receiving gifts or your partner's love language is receiving gifts, that's the meaning of the receiving gift is the sentimental moment behind it. Love languages are so important and we've discussed all five. Knowing your love language first is important so that when you're pursuing a relationship or you're having those beginning conversations with someone that you desire, you can effectively communicate to that person what your love language is and if it coincides with what they are willing to give in the relationship before the relationship even starts in the communicating phase because what we find as therapists as we continue to go and we go along in these relationships and those bumps in the road start to appear we start to hear the gripes and complaints and most of them are communication driven. They just don't understand me. They only think about themselves. They always find something else to do than spend time with me. I just wanted him to take out the trash. He could have washed the dishes while I was tending for the kids. He could have just let me run to Target for 10 minutes because I heard they had a great sale. All of that 
is the basis of understanding the importance of love, love languages. So know yours first. Google it. Know what you want. Know what you desire. And then if you're in a relationship, know your partners. I promise it will bring a lot of peace and love into your relationship and in your home opposed in the bickering, arguing, and the infamous line of, they just don't understand me. That's all I have for today. Be sure to subscribe to Spotify so you're updated on all the upcoming episodes. I feel that this year is going to be amazing. We made a thousand downloads at the beginning of January. I couldn't have not done that without the support of each and every one of you who have listened. I hope that these messages are fulfilling to your soul and that you find some form of comfort in listening to these messages as I share my personal experiences. Until next time, feel free to check out the IG page. I'm on Good Pods. If you don't have that download app, it's a place where all podcasters meet and people who listen to podcasts. And also rate, rate the podcast. I know on Apple, you can give it a five thumbs up if you feel that that's something that you're gaining from these episodes. It really helps the podcast grow and also keeps the podcast alive. So again, I'm checking out your host, Lena Marie. Talk to everyone soon. Bye.